some conflicting forces in the house. We need caffeine. We need uppers and downers. Yes, we do. <laughs> it is um, it is that like uh, that crash time of the afternoon where you know you're getting fucking a little drowsy, a little tired, maybe ready for a nap. Yeah, man. But you could also be drinking a beer, too. Hmm. We'll mix them together. Yes. Uh, if you're wondering, this is a Summit Red Thunder. Wow, what does that sound uh, like? And that is fake Red Bull it's gonna from say, Aldi. I was gonna say Aldi the God grocery store. I was gonna say maybe like a gas station knockoff or something, but Aldi that makes far sense. better an Aldi knockoff. Right. Our fine Aldi on Capitol Drive has reopened, remodeled. You hear that, folks? We went for the grand opening yesterday. Did you? At eight thirty no no on Wednesday at eight thirty in the morning, <laughs> uh, and it was just fantastic. Um, if you don't go to your local Aldi, you don't have to. I understand if it's not your thing, but try it out at least once. Because it's awesome. And it'll save you a bunch of money. Yeah. Hey. And they pay their workers a living wage. So. But, hey, you got the... you got the Ding, 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 ding. That's a winner. We got the Aldi plug. Always. Um, Always. I stand Aldi. Maybe I'll get an Aldi sponsor someday. Ooh. Ooh. Because of you. Ooh. Simply, like, because of that, uh, that little um, uh, good press you just gave. I would say a media sponsorship would be the exact type of... Activity they don't engage in to keep the overhead low and the prices, but you know, never say never. Never know. I'm a huge supporter of combining visual art with music. Um, I mean, it's the whole reason why people do music videos, you know, because it's like I know, but, but not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily combined in execution, though. Sure. Having separate pieces as like part of the same same show or the same installation. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little bit different. Sure. Just to make the clarification. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, so in that sense, so I know what you mean. So, like when they're, it's different pieces being part of the same event. That's what yeah. you're asking. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Um, I think it's also very. Uh, it's pretty easy to do. Um, there's some great resources that we have here in town, such as the River West Jazz Gallery, that allows those events yeah. to. To take place, we actually um, when I was with J Three Studios, um, like uh, two years ago, we used to curate like uh, art showcases, and we would where we would have like people like local vendors or um, or just local artists that would showcase their work, and they would sell their stuff, or they would just put it on display, um, sell their wares. But we would also have like a couple performers too. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess it is uh, like it is taken from the street markets. Yeah, bit. you'd see a lot of that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the events were a hit because not only does it give that opportunity to an artist for an artist to like, you know, show the community, you know, what they're what they're doing, what they're spending so much time on and stuff, but um, but they meet a lot of people. You know, they make connections and they meet artists that they like their work or they hear new good music or they hear they meet somebody that could potentially help them with marketing or help them yeah. with um you know some other aspect of of building their artistic career yeah it's not an easy thing you need a lot of help oh yeah it's it's like i think someone said to me recently that 
like being an artist is like 16 businesses in one business or something <laughs> like that. But it's, it's true. I mean, like, uh, I, I think 16 businesses in one business and the main business's idea isn't even to make money. Mm, exactly. That's a tough thing to pull off. Yeah. Shout out successful artists. That's a really hard thing to pull off. The ones monetizing. Yeah. And the ones that are indie. Right. Unbelievable. So I think that's exactly why street festivals are so popular, you know, because they, they, uh, sort of build that, um, it's, it's very multifaceted, like it kind of, um, it's built on a lot of different layers of like food and art and vendors, but there's also all kinds of music. There's people, the, the community's coming together and we yeah. have a great festival, uh, great festival circuit here in Milwaukee with like- That's heating up. Yes. Locust Street Fest last weekend. Did, We've got- Did you go? I did. I did. I always do. I love it. Love, love some of that action. We got rained on again. Yeah. Um, yeah it was drizzling a little bit. But I, I don't know. I kind of, I don't mind the rain that much. I, I like rain. You throw that jacket on. Right. Living a block away helps. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I literally, it took me a minute to walk over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's no, nice. It's the best. Um, um, summer solstice is coming. Summer up. solstice. So much. Speaking fun. of local artists, first time I saw Be Free was at oh. Summer Solstice a few years back. Shout out Be Free. Shout out Be Free. I think also even a few years before that was the first time I saw Lex Allen too. Oh yeah. I think also shout out so, Lex Allen. Yeah. Shout out a shout out a local town. Yes. Uh, Be Free um, is. They're both going to be there again this year. Are they? This year, yeah. That's fantastic. That's good to hear. Uh, they're. they're Wonderful additions to yeah. a really celebratory street fest. Hundred percent. We have other ones that, like, I mean, in a way, every single one of them should be celebratory. Brady as well. Brady's but days. yeah, a lot of them are very event-like, and they're like something to do per se. Yeah. Um, whereas summer solstice really does just feel like a pure celebration of summer, mm, and people yeah. are just out there. To drink and dance and talk, yeah. and that's it. Oh you yeah. Know? I mean, like you know, I I love vendors at other festivals, stuff like that. But like that isn't even as much the key point of this fest. Like it really is just fill up north, fill up that area, right. and have a really good time. And I think there there's a certain significance to the fact that like it takes place in such a crowded area. Yeah, I mean, like right. you are really just planting yourself in the middle of a major intersection. Like you are on Locust, sure, but there's an immediate workaround right next to it. There is nothing like just jamming that intersection yeah. of North and Farwell and all that, full of people and just saying, this is what we're doing. Gotta today. say, it is- I love like, that. It is brutal walking into Ian's Pizza during that during that fest. <laughs> I cannot imagine trying is, to do that. I remember, That's a terrible idea. You like, it's damn near like a fucking stampede. So, let me tell you, that's a horrible taste combination. I'm gonna put the fake Red Bull back down. Mm. Uh, okay. Absolute garbage. Hey, hey. Didn't work. I gave it a shot. Didn't you did, work, but I gave it it's a shot. It's trial and error. Trial and error. <laughs> Story yeah. of my life. Right. Yeah. Exact same. Um, but yeah, like um, no, I agree. Like I'm super excited for Solstice, and we got the New Walkie, uh festival that happens like every month. Uh, yeah. Like street market. R.I.P. The last one though. I Had know. to get canceled because of that. Ever persistent rain. Oh, that's why. It's just again. I remember. I got, yeah, they've had to cancel at least three or four because of that. Yeah, it's been it's it's not been good luck with that. But. 
Yeah. The fact that they keep packing it up and persisting really shows how much people like it. I mm-hmm. think even when you are kind of getting those hiccups. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, every time I've been out, you know, it is just packed and it is lively. Yeah. And maybe I'm just saying all the same things about every single festival <laughs> because we really like to do that kind of stuff. Right. But that one feels like another gem to me. Yeah. In almost the complete opposite vein of Summer Solstice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that is very much both like street fests or like big street events in a way. Live music, vendors, drinks, blah blah blah. Right. Totally opposite vibes, like totally opposite purposes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I, 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 I like so. that we're able to inject a little variety into it like that. Yeah, totally. So um so like um how do you see so like remind me what you what your current job is? Okay, so I graduated with a degree in marketing um, after just like bouncing around and trying to find something to do. Um, and eventually, We're on that race. Eventually realizing you got to pay student loans off <laughs> yeah. doing something. Dude, I, uh, yeah, I just had to start. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, not fun. Not, not fun. fun. Not fun. Um, but I work at a startup here in Milwaukee. It's called Idea Wake, um, like idea and awake combined. Uh, wow. I know, mind blowing. Um, can't take credit for that name. Uh, and what we do is we produce, a, we're, we're a software company, man. Silicon Valley right here in Milwaukee. Wow. Um, we are like a, we, there is like that influx of startups happening in town too. It could, yeah. The, the startup culture could use a huge boost, but it's kind of on that same very developmental stage, right. but like a developmental stage that's positive. Yeah. That like you can see the promise down the road. Yeah. And I... I, I think our company is, you know, we were one of like the top 10 or 20 startups of the last year. Um, oh, so I think we're, I think we're helping to lead the charge. Yeah, that was the business journal, they had a poll of readers. Um, probably people who work at those startups, but. <laughs> hey, um, you know, you gotta get. Uh, but I hope, I, I hope we're leading the charge at least a little bit, or yeah. we're helping too. Um, and yeah, I, I'm our marketing manager. Oh, cool. uh, and I. Yeah, it's 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 basically all facets of marketing piled into one. That's what happens sure. when you have a small team. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what keeps me busy during the day. So how does how does you know be becoming more indulged in um, Milwaukee's culture and you know being being a music lover, um, getting started up with Flume and everything? How is that helping you with your professional goals? Okay, so that's a good question. It's real. It's a real symbiotic relationship. Okay. Um, I would say, first of all, a natural curiosity about very local scenes, whether, you know, and when I say scene, I don't just mean for enjoyment or creativity. I mean, all scenes could be business, whatever. Um, But just, you know, niches, segments, whatever you want to call it. Um, Being very interested in local versions of that, uh, and being very interested in if I'm going to stay here, if I'm going to live here, I've, I've, you know, I grew up here, moved away for a little while, and then came back. If I'm, if I'm going to be that guy with Milwaukee, I want to be very invested. And it was just a natural curiosity towards local happenings. Uh, that's what got that kind of initial interest in the creative and the music scene that would down the road kind of lead me to want to join up with you at Loom and, and yeah. really just explore the music scene mm-hmm. um, in any capacity. Right. Uh, 
and, and try to help it out. Um, that natural curiosity years ago was what also made me interested in applying for a position at IdeaWake. I had been working at Northwestern Mutual at the time. You were, um, yeah. Yeah, the big tower. I do remember you were... Intense. Intense. Remember, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little intense. Um, maybe a little more intense and corporate than, yeah. than I am, me personally. Even marketing was like a stretch a little bit uh, for me. That was definitely a lot. Um, I learned some great things, met some great people. Right, uh, yeah. You know, they, they support a ton in Milwaukee. Yeah, naturally. Um, but that curiosity was what got me to apply at IdeaWake, a local startup, somebody really building something mm -hmm. in Milwaukee. Um, that, was a, that was a huge, huge intriguing thing for me. And what we do at IdeaWake, honest to God, supports that as well. Um, I had had something in my LinkedIn bio uh, when I was applying for the job, and it was along the lines of like, you know, I don't think there's a greater pursuit than trying to take an idea and build something with it and connect people together with it. Yeah. Um, and actually what IdeaWake does, idea management software, we provide, uh, we've made proprietary software, not we, I'm not a coder. Um, <laughs> this was before I came on. Yeah. But the company provides software to these larger enterprise companies that lets employees share ideas, collaborate on ideas, and actually like we've got a full program to let them become like entrepreneurs within the company wow. and like get some seed money and like work through prototypes and like develop their skills and develop an idea that they have within their company instead of just sending it up the chain or something like that. Um, that, was, that, that was hugely empowering. We connected a ton over it. They were a local company too. Yeah. It was a natural fit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I, I am able to do some creative work as well in a marketing position. So like that's that's been great. Um, so then down the road, when I've been working for maybe six months there full time, I'm starting to settle in a, a little bit, starting to get comfortable. Uh, that's when you know I'm saying, hey, I get home at five. I, I maybe work out until like six or something. There's a lot of time after that at the end of the day. Now that I'm a little more settled, I've kind of figured things out, figured out what my life looks like. That's a lot of time left over. We got the weekend too. What else are we doing? You know what I mean? Um, so that going back to that natural curiosity, even before I had come on at IdeaWake, uh, it comes back and I say, what's the scene doing? Like I start getting out at night, starting to go into artist shows, kind of seeing what's around, start experimenting with my own stuff. Just if experimenting really is the right word there because it's just trying as many things as possible. Of course, yeah. um, and that I think is when I had seen already kind of the back end of things, like at Northwestern Mutual, I had seen just how much large corporate sponsors, like it or not, honestly have an impact on what we think of more as like the small time, the local scene. It's a huge impact. Really? Think of how many logos you see out at these small tiny festivals, street festivals and stuff. Yeah. You're seeing big name logos as the money providers for those. Right, yeah. Once again, you know, love it or hate it, like it or not, that is just how it is right now. Um, I don't want to make some like statement no, I <laughs> I or anything like that. That's a different conversation. Um, but you can see that there, and then I'm seeing how, like, I'm actually getting involved in a business at the small local level, and then I'm starting to look towards artists, creatives, just wanting to explore that. And I say, okay, I see how we've got kind of a gap here in 
the resources that those artists have available to them and kind of the way they're thinking about themselves as an artist or as a business, if they've gotten yeah. that far, you know, because everybody's at a different point in the journey. Um, and I was like, I think I've got that background knowledge that really mingles with this. Mm -hmm. And then getting involved in that scene, like I said, it's symbiotic. You start to kind of see how people are really behaving, how they want to move about their own ideas and how they kind of want to keep ownership and things like that. And you can bring that back into the business side and, then, and, and, and work on that to say, how can people better engage? Like, if people really just, you know, if they really are pushed to do this, how can we make it so that's the absolute best way for them to get their ideas out there or um, like consider trying to get employees' ideas out because as a marketing person, I'm appealing to leaders of companies and saying your employees have valuable ideas and like you shouldn't just collect those, like work with them on it. You know what I mean? Like here, yeah. we're showing how we can, you know, we built something that not only just like collects ideas or something like that, but it really helps to develop people and develop their skills and enable them and make them bigger and brighter. Um, so I think on both ends, you can take one from the other, mingle them together. I'm a big fan of just learning from all situations and kind of analyzing the learning you've done to apply it somewhere else in your life. Yeah, totally. uh, so I think, yeah, yeah, um, maybe not like some huge direct impact or anything like that, but as far as a mindset impact goes, as far as what I'm considering on a day-to-day -day basis, when I interact with somebody, definitely huge impact both ways. I think what you're doing is really great in the sense that it directly, you know, you're, you're directly kind of aiding a lot of these creatives or these visionaries with, you know, helping them, you know, succeed and uh, just have more resources to enable, to you know, best apply their visions to. Um, I think that's a very, idea wake, that's a very like, uh, it's an aptly named yeah. company. Yeah, once you, you kind of dive in, you're like, okay. Yeah, right, 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 right exactly. But that's also great that while you're uh, being, um, so I'm glad that uh, uh, we, we, we're picking up on Loom too, because in a way, like Loom, I mean, also Loom is also a Madison startup, um, and uh, it's kind of designated for that that exact function too. You know, giving that um, you know platforming creatives and uh, a lot of giving them you know uh, tools to to succeed and to you know just um, continue learning as they. Uh, begin uh, traversing through the industry. Um, yeah. And you do that best when, um, you. I mean, I, th I think that you do that best through that synergy, you know, through that collaborative nature. So Yeah, learning, learning from every part of your life. Yeah. Understanding that experiences with people are always connected. In, in some minor way, you might have to deconstruct a little bit to find that lesson, but it's there. It's always there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So... Um, so what are you looking forward to most in this, uh, this Milwaukee summer here? What am I looking forward to the most? Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Besides summer Ooh. solstice, obviously, because I know you Obviously, love, I think you we've gotten that solstice. out of the way. Yeah. I think we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, um, okay, right at the beginning of the year, um, I did like a little New Year's resolution thing. Um, you believe in those? It was one of those things where the timing for me to make some goals 
and set some priorities, coalesced with New Year's. Sure. Uh, and sure. I and I think I just kind of said, yeah. Why not rope it in? Like, at, you know, people are all over the place with New Year's resolutions, etc., etc. Right, I mean, right. It's a whole thing. But sure. I was like, might as well do it now, mm-hmm. just because everybody else is. I don't know. Um, I guess it just seemed easier to make the New Year's resolutions yeah. if we were going to make resolutions around that time already. Um, yeah. But they had, they had been on my mind for a while before that. Uh, and and one of the biggest ones I had on there, you can't know about all of them, some are private. Um, one of the biggest ones on there was build out my social life more and, and really just feel more fulfilled in that area of my life. Uh, and, and make it feel like that was really going in the right direction. Um, so far, I feel like I've been able to do a pretty good job uh, branching out with some new friends, meeting some new people, meeting people with different interests, you know, not just niching yourself with friends and maybe being a little worried to kind of, I, I, I really think people always say like, oh, you know, or they don't say, but I think you kind of pick up on this idea of when it comes to socializing outside of your group or your niche, it's like, I'm afraid to be around new people or I have anxiety around new people or, or like people that are different from the people that I've been around. Yeah. I think it might actually be a little more, those people have anxiety or fear, or at least this is from my experience of accessing that side of their personality to blend with that group. That's something that they've felt in themselves for a while, and that's why they're they're seeking that new group or that new niche out, or maybe that's why I am seeking that new group, that friend group, trying to diversify my social social circle a little bit. Yeah, is because I do feel like I've been resonating with those people from afar for a while, and I think the anxiety or the fear or the hesitation might actually come from being unsure of that version of yourself yeah, because it's right. new and you haven't played around with it in a group of people. You're not as self-aware of it yet. Yeah, exactly. Like you would be okay with those people in a setting where you still had your own group on your side and you were with you could interact with them just fine right. if you were still like part of this other group and you're acting as part of that other niche. Mm-hmm. But it's when you have to access that side of yourself to blend in there and to like absorb the culture there and yeah. to to take part in that that is actually what's causing maybe that hesitation to do it. And I was feeling that up until the point where I had actually kind of written it down and said, I, I think I need to break out of this pattern a little bit. I think I need a little more diversity in the people I'm around in my day-to-day life. Um, and also to deepen and understand the connections with people that I was already connected to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that has gone well so far. But I think we all know how Milwaukee summers are kind of a galvanizing social experience yeah. among everybody and how everybody is a little more aware and, and heightened of their social experience during the summer in Milwaukee. I mean, people literally come here and they like they say they can feel it, like it, it's, it's yeah. palpable. Right. Uh, I think that I'm really excited. That's my number one thing I'm most excited for is feeling that growth of the social circle continuing to progress that growth into summer because it really is just one of a kind in Milwaukee and it is amplified and can't like I've had very fulfilling summers along those lines along those lines without even thinking about it ahead of time you know what what can it be like when I've actually kind of got my mind set to it a little bit 
I'm excited for that. I think that'd be huge. Hell yeah. Um, that's that's fantastic because that's why people that's why people always feel like they need to go somewhere with a friend. Like when they need to go to a party or some kind of social yeah. social gathering, they need company, familiar company, in order to do that because it gives that sense of familiarity, a sense of comfort. But in coming into a, a space that's alien or unfamiliar to you, um, because it's like when you're when you're in a space that you're not sure how you're gonna connect with your surroundings or if people are gonna respond positively to you, then. That, that is very anxiety-inducing. I get that all the time. Yeah, that's funny you bring up like going to something alone. That That's something that I've thought about because I like I like going things alone. I genuinely do. Same. Not all of the time, definitely not all the time, but I do. Uh, and yet, just like anybody else, I think I've experienced a little bit of that shame or fear to go somewhere by yourself. I mean, we've all... We've all heard those things, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go by myself, or I don't want to be that guy there alone, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, when the alternative to that is not engaging in any social activity at all, yeah. likely staying by your yourself, but also in a solitary area that strangers are not even around in, uh, I think you've kind of found yourself in an even more antisocial position. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You found yourself limiting, uh, you know, limiting like you've you've increased your aloneness yeah, yeah. by deciding not to be alone somewhere <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is kind of just one of those funny little fallacies that we run through our mind. Maybe mm-hmm. um, is that you know. I don't want to be the person alone. Yeah. Well, you're you're guaranteeing you're the person alone. If you don't go somewhere, exactly. That's so. That is so interesting. Um, That's a great way to point it out. So you know, I think, I think we know it can be tough to go somewhere alone and then like actually reach out to people while you're there for connect. Um, even if that's something you've done and you've had success with, it can still be weird. Um, maybe for the reasons I mentioned before, just like not feeling comfortable with that side of yourself yet, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but that is an experiment worth making again and again, for sure. Because the alternative, I don't think, is positive really in any sense. Right. You don't learn anything from that, even if you fail out by yourself to socialize the way you wanted to. You've still had an experience. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the best feeling experience in the world, but we can't expect that every time. So we just have to take our losses when they come. Mm-hmm. I think... Um I think that... In defense of going somewhere alone, all the things I just said. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I think that what's given me some comfort in going to things alone, because, like, even though I do go to things alone very frequently, I like to sort of... I like to be independent and not either relying on someone else or being relied on by another person. Like, that's kind of what I like about it. But... It, it still yeah, can well, be. You've got volume working against you, and that you know you're going to so many things and at so many different times of the day. It would be this enormous amount of work, maybe impossible, to try to like I want to go to every single thing with another person yeah, and all yeah, that. Like that logistically, that's not even feasible. Right. Yeah, so. you're absolutely right. Um, and I think what helps with me is because like I still do get that anxiety sometimes, where like I'm not sure how 
it's kind of like that nervousness going to something like by yourself, you know, like it's inevitable. But what helps is that comfort in finding that I'm usually attending a social setting or some kind of um, event that's designated for networking or it's yeah. designated for entertainment purposes where every other patron is going to the same thing as me for the same reason. Um, to, to be that's a nice thing about being in a developing city. You're going to have a lot of that. Yeah. People are constantly, that's a theme a lot of the time. I've definitely experienced that being in like the startup scene pretty heavy. That is a weekly thing. If you choose to make that your thing, go to those kind of things, that can be a multiple times a week thing, especially during nice weather. Right. Yeah. And, and doing that, like you find that everyone's coming for the same purpose. They want to, you know, they're going because they want to hear good music, they want to meet people, they want to overcome some of that social apprehension themselves and get out more. They're trying to, they're just trying to, they're, they're searching for a lot of sort of that sense of themselves that I'm looking for too. When yeah. I'm going out and covering shows or talking to bands or, you know, trying to shake new hands, like, they're trying to do that too. Um, and yeah. It, it's kind of like it gives you sort of like that closure that like, well, even if I do give a, an awkward or uncomfortable impression, I'm probably not alone. People are worrying, are trapped in their own heads, worrying about the same exact thing on their own, their own uh, self-impression too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like feeling very comfortable in a myriad of social situations is some popular trait. Right. Like, that's not... Yeah. That, 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 like, it... That is a skill unto itself, or which can be, you know, innate, or, like, you know, you just have that already. You have that talent. We all know that. You know, we know the people in high school, like, that's the easy comparison because things are... So we're thinking about things in such compartmentalized ways yeah. in high school, yeah. and that, like, popular person or that person that just seems to get along with everybody... When you're around them, you can you can feel that it's a talent to an extent. You know yeah, what I mean, like, right. and that it's not something that most people have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they really are they're gifted in a way with that. That that's an advantage that they have, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that it's important to remember for the rest of us that uh, you know we don't we aren't necessarily like that, and yeah. most of the people around us probably not like that either. Right. <laughs> uh, that, so yeah. be uncomfortable. The reason, I guess. yeah, the reason, and I think the reason anyone feels like that sense of like popularity when they're in like a social setting, or whether it's in high school or in college or any environment at all, the reason someone feels popular or is acknowledged as popular is because they feel such an immense connection with their surroundings. Yeah, because they feel so validated by those around them and they feel at peace with themselves because of it where like they they're basically being affirmed by everyone else that like in in a way that's like they haven't in in a way where they have an influence over the way others are perceiving yeah themselves they're like man i want to be more like that guy because man he's just so cool he's just so like popular and he's so smooth and it's like when you're so, when you have that, and it boosts confidence. And yeah. having that confidence is what 
allows you to feel connected with your surroundings. And when you walk into that, that setting where no one may know you and you may have some of that inevitable sort of uh, nervosity, I feel like as long as you come with confidence and that like you have, you come with, um, uh, you come with like uh, self-imposed goals or, or I guess some sort of mantra that allows you to know, like, that allows you to remember easily that, you know, it's natural and everyone else is kind of going through the same thing, then that's what allows you to, it just allows you to thrive in that social environment and it allows you to be what others would consider to be like that desirable, like, comfortability, you know, in wherever you are, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, and if we were to make a comparison, I think, okay, uh, like if we're comparing the idea of being comfortable in a lot of situations as a talent, like, like let's take that and let, let's just say it's true, even though that's the thing I made up. Um, yeah. If that, like, that's an innate talent. We could compare it to athletics. And on the basketball court, whatever, like a lot of times you see you have people that are athletic and they're talented and like that. Hell, hell, they might not be the people that work the hardest in practice or whatever, but they're just damn good. Um, yeah. Whether it's you know, just coordination or whatever it is, you can just feel it. You can see it. You, right. know, you can see, if you're in a specific sport, you can just kind of see the people that have gotten there with yeah. their talent because you're yeah. like, yeah, I can recognize that. Sure. And then there are people who have kind of gotten it through hard work, persistence, perseverance, ongoing repetition, or just thinking about things in a different way. Like if you think about the less athletic players that, you know, people say they're cerebral players, you know, they really are processing the game and are able to overcome talent limitations by just having processes and being able to think about things mm -hmm. uh, on kind of a more analytical level. There's a direct comparison there. And you've got the athletic person, the talented person, I think sort of being the people that have confidence because they're that type of person that just naturally can have confidence. Like, you know, they're just a desirable person to be around in a social situation um, for whatever number of reasons, great to talk to, you know, handsome, funny, whatever, those kind of classic markers, like the person, life of the party, whatever. Um, there's that talent confidence, that God-given talent confidence. I didn't want to say God-given, it came out eventually. That innate, <laughs> yeah. that innate yeah. talent Confidence that just kind of comes from being who you are. And then there is confidence that is learned. And that's confidence in yourself. Confidence in being uniquely who you are. And I think that is that learned type of confidence. You know, it didn't, like people didn't just react to you since you were young in this really positive way and you grew confident through that. Yeah. Um, instead you kind of saw what people reacted to, like what makes others confident, and you adapted confidence to fit you, and as such, now like you are the non-talented person that people want to be around because you have fit confidence to who you are. Uh, and I think that's something that people are already trying to promote a lot, be confident in who you are, but I worry that sometimes they're, they're not breaking down why that is like why that's a good message to push yeah. because then too often you can say that to someone and then they just point to the talented confident person they say why well, I, I can never be like them I yeah, 
they're still looking towards that. Yeah. It's explaining that why maybe a little bit. Yeah. For sure. When you have time to do that, I don't know, but <laughs> I, hopefully somebody can take up the cause. Yeah, it's marvelous. Let's close out. All right, Carrie, how you feeling? Feeling very good. That was a fantastic time talking to you, my man. Yeah. It was a good interview. It was. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, tell me, what keeps you up at night, Carrie? What keeps me up at night? What keeps me up at night is uh, economic inequality and the war between classes. Um, right now, the working class needs to pile together and create a society that we own. Absolutely. Um, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Um, the idea that we accept that some communities are going to be different than others and that some people are more comfortable in communities that are unique. And we have an immensely unique community. Immensely unique. And um, I, I think that... Diverse, but it could be more diverse. Right, yeah. It, it, we're still working on that. Um, we're working on that integration. But we're going to do that through using those in our corners and uh, continuing to, you know, to bring these resources... Uh, to fruition um, yes. that will that enables all creatives of all backgrounds all creeds yeah. to succeed thank you for being on the show absolutely it's a Not great man. time yep be confident but learn what makes you confident and also uh, go to street festivals they're Good great one, they're a ton of fun <laughs> thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time Two, three, four.